I just want my journey to impact others by just showing them to never give up, that it's never too late to be with you, you know, you might have been. Welcome to Behind the Number, where we are redefining the student athlete, bringing you into the world of athletics, giving you insight, not only on the reality of being a student athlete, but life after sports. I'm your host, Zakayla Hughes. Let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Behind the Number. This week, we have Dominique Wilson, who's a professional women's basketball player who started her journey outside just playing with the boys. This episode, she'll take us through how her mindset evolved, not only as an athlete, but as a person, how she maneuvered through the highs and lows of playing overseas, and some advice she has for student athletes aiming to become professional basketball players. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get into the show. Hey, Dominique, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, no problem. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I'm excited to have you here to talk about, you know, your experience in high school, college, and your professional experience playing overseas. But before we go into all that, let's go to the beginning and give us a reason why you started playing sports at a young age anyway. (laughs) Okay, well... I was kind of forced into playing sports and forced into be a tomboy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I grew up with my younger brother, which I'm like two and a half years older, and then um, two boy cousins. So in order to play, I had to play with them. But I enjoyed it. I'm not sitting here complaining. So we would always go outside, play games. And then I started to play football with them. Um, I can't. Uh, you took the tomboy thing to like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When I said I was a tomboy, I'm, I was a tomboy. I'm not lying. I'm being so serious. Um, I can't remember the football team, but I used to play football with them. And then I played a lot of sports before I started playing basketball. And it came down to soccer and basketball because they started to overlap. And I really liked both. both. I was good at both. But. Most of my friends were playing basketball, so I just went with that. And it was an inside sport, so. I understand that part. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, like, now that you decided to play basketball in high school, did you automatically were super zoned in about playing at the college level? Or was it like, okay, I just really like the sport. Let me just stick with it. Mm-hmm. No, I was super zoned in. Like, I made sacrifices where. I didn't even go to half the parties that my friends had in high school. Um, I was in the gym in the morning before high school and then practice. And then after practice, I was in the gym again. So I definitely was serious. I definitely wanted to go to college and have that free scholarship and play at a high level. And the good thing about it, though, was I was not the only one in the gym. So it was was me and a few couple of my teammates that were serious. you know, we both, we all got to go to college for free, the ones that were serious. So it was worth it. Yeah. And especially being surrounded by people who wanted the same thing, it, it helped out. Right. Exactly. It made it easy. Mm-hmm. Lots of easier. It still was not easy. You know, being young, <laughs> I was like, I want to go to this party or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, sacrifices you have to make in life. And parties are not going anywhere. 
No, they're not. They're literally here to the end of time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So reflecting on that high school experiences, uh, high school experience, what are some things that Mm -hmm. like you kind of had to wrap your head around at that age as a student athlete? Like not only the Mm -hmm. sacrifice it takes, but maybe being, you know, not having so much time to spend with your family or friends and stuff like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so over the summer, you know, how everyone goes on trips, enjoy their family. No, um, there's this thing called AAU. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's basically where it's a a travel team. Almost every state in the United States has, like, a a AAU team for girls and boys. There, There may be four teams in one state or one, but we all travel, go to different tournaments, and we just play um, exposure games at exposure tournaments the whole summer. So, took away my summer. <laughs> but the beach trips weren't you, as frequent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they were like every. No, we traveled a lot. So, <laughs> I, I can't. So, I can't even lie to you. And then being young, it was, sometimes you'll play like three games a day and you'll be there for a whole weekend. And the next day, oh. you play in the morning. And now I always joke with my older teammates because it's like, I, we can't even do that now. Our bodies will break down on us. We have to play like one game a week. <laughs> but we can <laughs> practice. So. Yeah. But it was fun, though. When you're on a good team, it's fun. Mm-hmm. If you're losing all the time, it, it's just like, yeah, why am I missing my summer break for this? I could only imagine. It would be like, okay, I could have stayed home. <laughs> it's actually but okay i know right (laughs) like i could (laughs) on the beach we could figure something out exactly (laughs) all right so now you're you know you did great in high school you was a great athlete you gained like basically your ticket into nc state how did you manage Mm -hmm. that transition balancing like dominating on the court at nc state and in the classroom like how was it different from high school um I would I would have to say that it was not that different from high school because of again me already making sacrifices in high school prepare me for college. Mm. So just like um just like in high school I would come home do my homework, um, go to class, you know, pay attention at class and then after class, after school, go straight to uh training, basketball workouts practice so when I got to college it was an easy transition because it's the same thing all I had to learn though was how to navigate my way around school <laughs> mm, that was it yeah. you know the school was a, a lot bigger from high school but um yes that's yeah, yeah I, I actually lived in Raleigh yeah. and I was just like okay this campus is ridiculous yeah <laughs> but once you get used to it, it seems pretty small because most of your classes, once you pick your major, are going to be on one side of the campus most of the time. Right. Yeah, that's mostly like most, yeah, most big colleges are like that. Like once you're yeah. in major, you're like going to these same three buildings. Mm-hmm. In college, athletes speak about, you know, the emotional struggles, like anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go through any of those emotions? And if so, how did you deal with them? Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely went through <laughs> all those emotions because, you know, you just want to 
you want to play your best all the time. You want to stay consistent, um, especially if you have plans of playing the next level. There's a lot of pressure on you because as a guard, they want you to stay consistent all the time. And in reality, that's not even life. So no one is going to always stay consistent in life. You're, you're going to fail here and there. So, um, you know, sometimes I did not handle it uh, correctly. If I had a bad game, I'll be really down on myself. But through time, I got better of just saying, you know what, it's going to happen. Just mm. watch film, try to learn on your failures, go out, work on it, and try not to do it again the next game. Just try to better yourself. But um, just family members being there for me, my friends that also play sports, who they they understood what I was going through, so they gave me great feedback. Um, And just reading a lot of um, inspirational books. And also I meditate, so that helped me calm my mind down a little bit. So, (laughs) yeah, but I definitely went through every stage of of emotions that you can think of. Uh, playing college and even after college because you know you have goals and mm-hmm. sometimes you pray you tell God your goals and he look back and he laughs at you <laughs> so yeah, that always they say <laughs> if you ever hear God laugh tell him your plans yes exactly and then you just have to learn how to deal with it and they're like okay God this is what you want me to do obviously you know best so you have to try to go out there and just adjust Mm-hmm. So as you got, you know, into your older years, um, like senior year and stuff of college, mm-hmm. how did you help make that impact to the athletes, the new freshmen and the sophomores and the transfers coming in mm-hmm. with these same emotions? Uh, just trying to be a leader and trying to be an example. So even off the court, I will always, when I see them in the gym or in the locker room or around campus, I will always ask them, you know, how are you? How how was your day? Um, how are you feeling? I noticed that, you know, you were kind of mad in practice, what was going on. I always try to, you know, be the big sister, try to be there for them. Right. Um, but also let them know that, you know, things are going to happen. Um, the seniors, we're going to push you in practice. We're going to go hard because that's only going to make you better. So don't get discouraged. We all had to go through it. And I just reminded them that at the end of the day, we're we're teammates and we all have one goal so no one is really trying to um just I guess ruin your career or just try to hurt you that's not the case we're all just trying to make you better trying to push you and in order to do that we have to go hard it gives you in practice so when you get in the game it's easy right right. and And it's like I'm sorry it said it follows you that yeah. Yes, exactly. So now, you know, once we graduated and then they were having, um, you know, that big success, uh, I, I can't even remember. I think they were undefeated for a while. You know, we were kind of happy because we we're like, okay, they get it now. They got mm-hmm. it. Um, they're shutting up everyone who said that they were going to fail because they're a young team, but. You know, I know talking to the people I graduated with, we were like, yeah, we definitely played our part. Um, We definitely showed them that it is possible and um, you just got to work hard for it. 
Yes, definitely. So getting gaining all that experience, especially you becoming that leader, now you're hopping mm-hmm. into the professional world. And not only as, you know, a professional athlete, but now you're overseas. So mm-hmm. how did that transition go, especially being away from family, you know, your environment? How did that transition go? Because I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, now the transition's easy, but at first it was super hard because I had a lot of things going in the United States. So at the time I had a relationship, family, I had dogs. So I was leaving all that behind and just going overseas and not being able to see, you know, your loved ones for multiple months. It's a lot of things like your mind starts playing tricks on you. Um, you know, a lot of negative things come to play that probably wouldn't even exist if you were there. But, and then I was in a, at a cold country. <laughs> so it just made it even worse because I was always inside. It was either a basketball gym or inside or going mm-hmm. to a store to get some groceries, come back and be in the side because it was just cold. It was always snowing. It was either a blizzard. I was like, yeah, this ain't it. But, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was a big transition. But and that goes with know, the sacrifice you spoke about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is um, you know, not saying that the things that were in the United States weren't important. It's just what do you want at the time and how do you want your life to be in the next five to ten years and what steps do you need to take? So that's really where I was at. And I was like, Okay, you know, I was not drafted. Uh, so I have to take these steps in order to get, to rebuild my name and to get to the point where I need to be. Mm -hmm. So I had to leave some things behind in the United States. (laughs) But now, (laughs) now, um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's the best part of it now? What's the best part of the experience now? Well, the best part of the experience is just, I'm enjoying the new cultures and the new countries and just visiting other, uh, you know, new countries. And it's just awesome because I got to see um, the Eiffel Tower. I got to go to Nigeria. I got to go to Angola. I've been in Sweden, Poland. Now I'm going to Israel um, this next upcoming season. So, which is a hotter place. And I'm excited because it's going to be hot most of the time. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I'm just enjoying the new scenery, basically, and just meeting new people. It gives you a new perspective meeting new people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it opens up your mind. So what advice would you give someone new that's going overseas? Like somebody maybe that didn't get drafted or someone that mm-hmm. may have been drafted but still, you know, like you mentioned before when we were speaking mm-hmm. prior to recording, that – they still have to go overseas because it's like a year long thing. All right, man, take a pet with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, no, there's a lot of people that take pets because it's, it's very lonely over there. But no, uh, I still would not do that because that's still a lot of responsibility. And you got to find someone to look after when you're on the road traveling. But I would say um, just have fun. Just mm. try not to. Be so hard on yourself and go and go out with your teammates. Um, if they're going to an event like a soccer game, go with them. Don't 
barricade yourself in your room and just go train, play basketball, and then go back to your room. Just try to go out, have fun, and enjoy the moment that you're in, the country that you're in. Even if you're in a, a boring country that's like um, farmlands around, there's always something to do. Just ask your teammates, ask them what they do for fun, and just try to build relationships there. Hey, that's some good advice, because if you keep yourself isolated, that's when you go crazy. Yes. <laughs> and You're like, you just why am I here? Netflix. <laughs> yeah, and that's when you just watch Netflix for like five hours straight. You start binge watching. <laughs> you find every series available. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so in your whole experience like i've spoken to many female female athletes and they always say a lot of the struggle comes with self-image is that something Mm -hmm. you ever struggled with or did you have like teammates that struggled with self-image honestly i'm struggling with it now not not to say like i care for it but it's like okay so you know on social media um being an athlete people only want to see like post pictures of you being an athlete but now over the summer it's like I'm just training I ain't got no pictures to post for y'all so there's <laughs> a lot of people that ask me questions like what are you doing do you still play basketball and I can if that can get annoying a little bit because it's like yeah I still play it's just it's the summertime the right <laughs> right like I'm not playing WNBA right now, so I just got to train. Um, but just, you know, be patient, guys. And, you know, you lose some followers, but I, it's like, it's whatever. Because I usually take a hiatus three times a year from social media because I never wanted to be trapped in it or feel like it's important or mm-hmm. try to do things for other people, try to please other people. Whenever I feel like I'm feeling like I'm pleasing other people, I step away from it. So I take, you know, long breaks from social media. That's that's good that you notice when you're trying to please other people. Though. That self-awareness is important. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, hold on, hold on. I know right. this is going to work. Exactly. Like, you do not control my life. You have no say on my life. So I'm going to, you know, delete that real quick. Enjoy this month. Um, just read some books, just train, enjoy my friends. So and you guys can make your own as to where I am. <laughs> yes. For sure. So I feel like oh I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, guys. I was just gonna say I feel like that's where you know a lot of people become depressed because they start trying to please other people and then social media is so big in our generation now, they feel like, oh, no one's interacting with me or I'm not getting followers or this picture didn't get this many likes. So now they're getting depressed because they're seeing other people, uh, quote unquote, living the dream when really it's just their highlight film. They're not going to post anything bad on their social media. They're always going to post something good that they're doing. And then when someone sees they're getting a lot of likes, they're like, oh, what's wrong with me? But I never want to get to that point where I feel like, what's wrong with me? And if I feel like I'm going down that road, like I said, I'm taking a step back. Well, that's advice for everybody, whether you're an athlete. Yeah. Or not. Like, if you feel like you're getting consumed, you need to just take a step back and find yourself again. Yeah. Yes. So, are there any mantras you live by? Like, any, any mantras? Yeah. 
<laughs> hmm, I used to like write little sticky notes, like you know how B and Mary Jane, how she had her sticky notes. <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if she watches that show because that's what I automatically thought about. <laughs> yes, that that used to be me, but now, um, I just feel like. After I didn't make the team for WNBA, I just took down all my sticky notes and I was just like, you know what? For now on, Dominique, you're just going to be yourself. You're going to be unconscious. You're not going to stay conscious and start questioning everything. No, if you move this way, that's because at that moment, that's how you felt. And that's what you wanted to do. So don't question yourself. Just live freely. So I have to say my mantra, my my motto is just live freely and go hard in everything you do well that's a so, good one i don't look at sticky notes anymore <laughs> i mean that alone like that's motivation by itself yes. i used to do notes all the time but mine i think my motivation is just um honestly i'm a big eric thomas person so i'm always listening yes. to him yes. <laughs> every time i listen i feel like my dad at me sometimes I'm like let me go right <laughs> <laughs> him him, Gary V, and uh oh, why am I forgetting the other guy's name? Uh, Les Brown. Yes. Oh, so, Les. And Les Brown is hilarious. Yeah. His form. Yeah, team. he is. <laughs> like, and his laugh is incredible. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's contagious. Like, I love his personality. Mm-hmm. And then you, it makes you sit after you're listening. You're like, dang. You know, I really am the, you know, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Or it's That's- like, yeah, my life is really not that bad as it seems. Let me, right. you know, go 10 times harder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we're wrapping this thing up, but I want to ask you this. How do you want your journey to impact others? I just want my journey to impact others by just showing them to never give up, that it's never too late to be with you, you know, you might have been, I actually have that tattooed on me, uh, but, like, even when someone shuts the door on you, it'll tell you no, just keep, just try to find another door, just keep trying to find other ways to achieve your goals, because I believe successful people only become, become successful because they never give up, mm-hmm. they keep trying. Yes. Because one day something got to give. Something <laughs> got to give. Keep taking L's. <laughs> right. All this work, something has got to hit. And exactly. it'd be right when someone's about to quit that it's just like, yo, it was right there. Why did you stop? Yes. Like, I think wow. about that all the time. Like, what if today I decide I want to quit and 10 minutes later I get a call from, I don't know, a great WNBA team or not even playing basketball just something amazing I've been working towards and I'm like dang I just quit it what what if I just stuck through it fought for five more minutes right and I feel like the worst thing to do is live with that what if factor I do not yeah no yeah I don't want to live with that what if I want to live with yo I did it it may not have worked out but at least I tried exactly but exactly Tell everyone where they could find you. Follow your whole journey, even when you're on a hiatus. <laughs> okay. One second. Oh, okay. Instagram is Neek underscore W12. So that's N-I-Q-U-E 
underscore W12. Um, I want to say my Twitter is the other way around. So Neek W underscore 12. Um, <laughs> and, and Facebook is just Dominique Wilson. Gotcha. And I'll throw all of those in the show notes for everybody that wants to go follow you and maybe hit you up if they have any questions. Okay. That's great. I well, thank you. Them. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I honestly like doing that. I like trying to help people. Um, it is a valid question. If it's something like, "Oh, where do you party at?" No, okay. I'm ignoring. Yeah, yeah I, understand. I understand. With great reason, I get that. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. thank you so much, so much for doing this podcast, and I will talk to you later. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode and got a lot of dope information from Dominique. I dropped all her information in the show notes, and I'll see you guys next time.